Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast where we talk about racing games, sim racing and racing esports. I'm Tom and joining us today is Rory Alexander. Over 80,000 subscribers, constant live streams of Assetto Corsa Competizione and Gran Turismo 7 and also an ebullient character. I wanted to understand what makes him tick and the secret to his success. Turns out it's lots of hard work but I wanted to understand how he can maintain the momentum and continue to be so focused. It's very impressive looking from the outside of not only how much he streams live, but then he also edits uh, shorts and TikToks and then also dedicated videos for YouTube. So hopefully an entertaining conversation here that was recorded in person in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, for the Gran Turismo World Series Showdown, which we were both invited to. Fantastic event, you can read more about that in particular on the Traction.gg website, I will link in this episode's description. And for those on YouTube, that's why you can't see our faces. Some might say it's a good thing, well, speak for myself, anyway. So simply, here's how to be a successful sim racing YouTuber with Rory Alexander. So Rory, pleasure to meet you in person for the first time. We're here in Amsterdam. Uh, first of all, just how are you doing generally? All good, I mean, being here in, in on Amsterdam is just massive in itself. You know, I've been playing this game since Gran Turismo 1, 25 years ago, and now to finally, you know, be invited to be here is is a bit of a pinch me moment, to be honest. Yeah, so I, I was going to ask you, actually, the next question was, which was the first Gran Turismo game you played? But it was the first one. Have you played every subsequent one? Uh, I played one to about four i think yeah then i sort of stopped playing um what was i doing i can't really remember what i was doing i played a lot of call of duty in that time uh went to university played it with some friends and then came back afterwards i didn't i didn't actually return to gran turismo until gran turismo sports and i i'm not a great fan of ai generally um especially back in those days you know ai was that i don't know what they call it rabbit chase where they all just go in one line like they're on rails and um when I, when I saw some Gran Turismo footage, I think it was Steve, one of Steve's videos, Super GT's videos, um, and I saw there was online matchmaking, because that's what drew me to Call of Duty, the online element. I love it. And you could go through ranks, couldn't you, and prestige at the end of it and all that. Yeah. And I was always the, the guy amongst my friends who who was the good good at racing games. You know, they'd get me to do all their licenses on Gran Turismo 1, 2, mm -hmm. or 3. I think I was even paid with a curry once. <laughs> I think I did it for a call. Mate. I wondered where the end of that sentence was going, but it was a curry. It was a curry. It was a curry. It was a curry. Um, so yeah, it was always, you know, it was always my game. So I was really happy to come back to it. Really, you know, really excited to see how it had evolved into Gran Turismo Sport. And I've been here ever since really. So GT Sport on the PS4 with maybe the share button, did that get you into creating content for it? Uh, I actually went on honeymoon in 2017, uh, obviously after I got married, I, I stumbled, I was down a YouTube rabbit hole and stumbled across a Gran Turismo video, I think it may have been one of Super GTs as I say. Um, I've always been quite entrepreneurial, well, it's easy, you know, people can probably see that now with my YouTube yeah, channel back then. Uh, I've always got an interest in kind of tech as well, so I thought, oh yeah, that's, that's cool, I'll, I'll make some of those, just give it a crack, see what happens. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I did, really. And so obviously it's gone from there, it's now a, a full-time thing. Has it been, what, like 18 months since it was full-time? Talk to me about that that jump. Are you still nervous uh, on edge? Or does it, is that a motivator? Um, am I still still nervous whether I can still, whether this is going to be it and continue? Well, well, yeah, the thing is, you know, YouTube algorithms might change uh, or there might be some other game, other Gran Turismo ACC, you might have to move with the times. Uh, you know, you have to liaise with sponsors. It's actually a lot of stress, I'm, I'm assuming, behind the scenes as well. So, like, I suppose, 
taking that jump full-time, you might have had a reasonably steady job in the past. Yeah. The content creation isn't necessarily. You know, what if TikTok takes over next week and that's it? So what are your thoughts just about the yeah the jump and um, what that meant for you personally? I'm, I'm incredibly um, structured in everything that I do. Uh, I think there's a sprinkling of ADHD and OCD in there, I think, somewhere. But I, I, I see it as a positive. It drives me to continue. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of, you know, I was, I've always very conservative, especially financially. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't, I know it was a big risk, but it wasn't as big a risk as maybe everyone perceived it to be because, you know, it, it looked like something that was very spontaneous, but it wasn't. It was very much planned. Um, Grand Turismo 7 release date. I was going to stream it for take two weeks annual leave. I was going to stream it. Right, okay. So you use your personal annual leave to yep. get Grand Turismo 7 sold. And uh, and then it went better than I could ever imagine. Uh, nobody else did it, which was a massive surprise to me. So, you know, I'm under no illusion that I'm only, you need a bit of luck in this. And I'm only, I'm only doing what I'm doing because nobody else decided to do. You know, I was like an early adopter, yeah. if you like. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of, just kind of continue. So I, I think with the... The main worry I have with YouTube is not the motivation side or anything like that. It's just the financial side. Um, I've always said if I earn one pound less than my old job, I will go back to full-time normal work. In yeah. So you've made the, the transition across once you knew that there was guaranteed bank. Let's say, yeah. you know, the bills could be paid, family could yeah. be looked after. Yeah. And then as soon as it changes, I suppose you've got the, always the option. Yeah, we, had, we always had the cliche six months in the bank, you know, right. so that's all stuff. So... You know, that's why I wear three pound t-shirts. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> okay, okay. With a brand. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, my terrible t-shirt. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's all very calculated. There's, there's definite sort of like um, tolerances in there because, you know, I'm a husband, as it says on my thing, I'm a husband first or husband and father at the same time, then I'm a sim racer. So, you yeah, know, right. those things come first. Real life is, is you know, putting your kids through nursery, putting your kids through school. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not my number one priority anymore. Me not having a fun job is my top priority is my kids and my wife yeah, so uh, and to fund that you need to be sensible so it sounds like you've gone about it in the right way you make sure it's viable spend a lot of your spare time and on your leave you could have done something else to build it up to the point um where it's going to go from there is you've got a, a suite of sponsors involved as well which is key because it's more reliable than uh, the youtube ad revenue sometimes so how have you gone about uh, finding those uh, and what's been the process like so far uh there's a Tiny Temper song. There's a line in the Tiny Temper song that says, "Shout till they hear you out," and that's okay. a bit of a bit of a thing that I always say. Basically, I wrote probably a hundred emails to Fanatec, start oh, out a yeah. hundred emails to uh, GTI Omega, a hundred emails to Veloce, a hundred yeah. emails, you know, to my previous PZ sponsor. But being having had a real job for 13 years up in London, it conditioned me to understand how to interact with people and do business so i think that's something that has actually really helped whilst it was an incredibly painful 13 years and i'm i'm very very glad that i had that experience because i can use the you know having been a director in my previous life i have though that ability to yeah. negotiate and discuss and and that sort of stuff so i think it's very very important people see donations and channel memberships and and you know youtube adsense as the as the the main kind of income on a channel I'm trying to work to get my old salary in guaranteed yeah. income every month and then that, that goes away then you can start enjoying it and I'm almost there it's taken a long time right. um, but yeah we, we're getting there and I'll, I'll be very relieved when, <laughs> when we do because as you say it's a scary thing 
Yeah, you're putting your life in some something else's hands. So, well, it certainly seems to be doing a good job of it at the minute. And uh, one element that I think is quite unique is, and we were talking over breakfast about this actually, that you stream for what seven, eight hours during the weekday. Oh, okay, five, six, seven, eight hours. It's a long time. Yeah, yeah, a few coffee breaks, I'm sure. Um, and it's like during the weekday on UK hours. So that's quite unique. So, how do you go about staying motivated for you know? such a long stream uh, the amount of time you spend it each week is live so yeah just how do you go about uh keeping your cool keeping engaged with the audience being professional it's quite a skill i consider it work um you know when i'm at work i don't swear obviously nobody does at work yeah. um i think also i i see myself as trying to be an ambassador like people want to People like sponsors aren't going to want to work with you if you're swearing, if you're, you know, not conducting yourself in the correct way, because yeah. uh, essentially they won't want to associate themselves with you. The key to me continuing on YouTube is sponsorships uh, and right. sort of stuff. So that's very, very important to me. And being a father of two boys who were once two under two uh, and now are two and three years old, what really stresses me out is getting into nursery on time. Yeah. Uh, and getting work finished to pick them up. So if someone hits me off on a Gran Turismo game, or any game for that matter, it you know it pales in comparison with with what what the real stress is. You know, my my youngest son not wanting to wear a blue t-shirt because he wants because he doesn't have a pocket on it. That that stresses me out. <laughs> I'm not not you know not racing. So yeah. So I suppose then the life format you've got suits around family life. I'm well, first and foremost, yeah. You know, you're not going to be streaming at 10 p.m. in UK time anytime soon, just because of that. Uh, well, not just because of that. Oh, okay, well, part because I, I can't compete with. You know, I'm very aware of where I fit in this market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only, I, it will laugh, you know, people will laugh when, when they hear me say this because I've said it so many times. I only need to be more important than someone's report that's on the other screen or someone's, you know, email inbox. I would be silly to then go and compete with all these other guys who are super charismatic and who, who I, in my view, are actually good at what they do. I'm just there to be people's, you know, uh, in the UK, obviously, loose women this morning, uh, that sort of stuff. There we go. Yeah, I just that's it. Just like um, something in the background. The amount of people who watch me on a third screen who turn up each and every day is amazing. I'm trying to get that. You know, we're all creatures of habit. So, what I would love is for everybody to get into the habit of right. I turn on my PC when I'm working at home, and I turn Rory on at the same time. You know, right. uh, but it's a, it's a brand new market. So I think I'm almost an early adopter in that market. Mm -hmm. There's with hybrid working now that market did not exist prior to COVID um, so again that luck around good points doing it there's a new market um, I'm very objective I don't you know I think everything happens as a result of X number of things so my you know, inverted commas success is only because of a very lucky you know things and you know but then again the harder you work you're luckier you get as you say I, I wouldn't yeah. Right. Yeah. I do like to think I'd try and work outwork it. I try to work it outwork everybody because um, I do genuinely believe that's the only way I'll survive. Yeah. The the most successful people in the world aren't born that way, and the, and there's an element of luck, but it's always hard work. And uh, going back to your third screen thing there, yes. When I write an article during the day, then it's pop up my YouTube sub box, and there you are. I pop in for a few minutes, see what you're doing. Okay. Right. Back to the next thing. So it definitely works. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, no worries, it's enjoyable, yeah, yeah. Um, and one thing I watch a lot of yours of, actually, are the shorts. 
which a lot of controversy or discussion about shorts and the use of them within the YouTube ad revenue model. I think you can get about 10p, even if you get a million views. But uh, what's the benefit to your channel of doing them? So you're right in that you don't get any, you don't get any financial return on it. But what you do get is, I, call, I, I just see it as free marketing. You know, YouTube as a platform wants to compete with TikTok. It wants to compete with Instagram Reels. You know, that vertical format is the way things are going these days. Um, so, you know, I can't leave any stone uncovered with what I do. I can't allow somebody else to do that. Otherwise, they will do it. And, you know, because it, it, promotes, it promotes itself so much, you know, I often find myself you know, like invading people's, uh, you know, scrolls or whatever it is. And people say, oh yeah, I came here from your short or I came here from your TikTok. So it's not just, you know, you see the shorts maybe on YouTube, but I'm replicating that on TikTok, Facebook. Right. So just to keep, just to keep going, you know, um, you have to cast your net as far as you can. So because the social platforms are pushing the vertical format so hard, certainly I know uh, my partner, Lisa, she loves a, a real scroll on an evening. And I like, I see, I watch more shorts on YouTube than I ever have done. Uh, and it's front of mind. They might see you, they might check out your channel, subscribe, watch the live stream, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it's not a short term, I need to make money from these. It's more, they help exposure. Absolutely, 100%. That's Like you said, you, you make 10p on a 100,000 view video. And you can be more, I can be more excited, like, not just like excited with it, but you know, it's a quick, sharp thing. So you can get straight to the point. Yeah. This is the subject. Uh, you know, so it's, it's actually, I do actually really enjoy it. Uh, and it keeps the algorithm ticking over. Yeah, if they've got this feature, you tick that box as well. But then, but then we use the word algorithm. It's, you know, it's not really, it's audience. You keep, you know, okay. it does, algorithm, yes, yeah, some people get lucky, but you've got to be top of people's minds all the time. So, uh, one element I also want to talk about away from your own channel is creating content for other people. And there's a couple of things you've been doing recently. So, we'll talk about uh, Veloce first of all. You've been doing some excellent videos at the SRO GT World Challenge eSports events, at various uh, exotic race circuits around Europe. How's that been? Incredible. Um, Veloce, in my mind, was a bit of a rite of passage. If you get, you know, if you get to work with Veloce, then, you know, you can, uh, yeah, it's, it was something that I wanted for a long time, just like being here in Gran Turismo. It's almost like the step of, you've not that you've made it, but you know, you're on the path to making it. So the Veloce stuff, Super GT was doing that last year. Like not, I'm not saying I'm going to be where he is next year, of course not, but for them to view me in the same way right. and give me that trust to do it. Um, and, you know, they do, look, they do make me look incredibly good. And it's that when you hear me say, hey, guys, Rory here, we're a spa, that's probably about the 10th time I've done it. So, <laughs> so uh, they, they, they make me look incredibly, incredibly good. I'm so proud to be, uh, be a part of them. And, um, yeah, it's just, a, yeah, it's something... Yeah, I'm just mega proud of, really. Have you got any more of those uh, this year? Yeah, so we've got one more in Barcelona uh, for because it follows the SRO, well, the GT World Challenge Endurance, because yeah. um, all the drivers flip over, so that's where the link is. The drivers play on ACC, and then the um, and then the esports guys replicate it basically. So we've got one more uh, season finale in at Catalonia at the end of August, I want to say. So okay. that'll be that'll be going. Hopefully, I've done a good enough job that they want me back. Yeah. For next year, because it's quite nice to go into all these amazing circuits that I've yeah. been to. So. The, the GT3 grids at those events are stacked. You've got Valentino Rossi, a lot of talent, but it's close racing. It's good to, good to watch. Yeah, and, and you know, I get I might get a lot of heat for this, but it's I feel the GT3s are the last 
real race car for me. Well, they're not electrified yet and they all make different noises to each other. They make loud noises and, yeah, yeah. and they look beautiful. And uh, and one day, you know, if you work hard enough, you might get a baby version of one, you know? You... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so... because they're related to what you could buy if you get enough sponsors on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could actually buy the Ferrari 296. Oh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll start with an M4 maybe. But, oh, uh, yeah, the M4, yeah, yeah. Good point, good point. Good point. could end up one day. Uh, but I just, you know, there's no... It was a bit of a pinch me moment and I almost got emotional where there was 70 cars going around Spa yeah. and I was waddling them. It was like, what? what is my life? But that is that is racing for me. That took me back to being a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just incredible. Did you stay awake for the full 24 hours? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't either last year. I think uh, I think the video that we did with Veloce probably pointed towards that, maybe. Oh, okay. uh, a bit of creative license, but absolutely not. I was in, I'm in bed by nine o'clock every night. I don't know how the drivers are mechanics do it. It's hardcore, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I just, um, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it's great of it. It's unique. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's why we all love it, right? Uh, yeah, certainly. And the 24-hour races are just, yeah, they are something else. And it, you have to be there somehow to appreciate that. It's kind of hard to watch 24-hour race at home, but just being there, and hearing the sights and the sounds, I've seen the sights and hearing the sounds, I should say. was as well, yeah, yeah. rubber and oil and... Most of those will go away in the electric age, but we'll cover that in a minute. Um, so somewhere else, something else you've been doing that I would like to touch upon is you've been to a couple of ESLR one events. Another kind of, so with Veloce, it's like, it's not live and it's edited down. And you said there, you've got multiple takes if you want. And then with your own broadcasting, you're doing live, talking to a community, looking at, interacting with a live chat. This was live with someone in your ear speaking to some drivers, reacting to the moment. So that's another new experience that also just builds up your skill set, I guess. So just talk me through your experiences so far with that. Oh, it is, again, it's, it's another pinch me moment that, you know, the ESL is a, a disruptive force in, yeah. in sim racing. I think it's personally a good thing. People have got their views on it. But I think, you know, we're racing for millions of dollars now here. Uh, it's blown anything out of the water of what, what we've had before. We had something a few years ago that was similar, but we haven't seen anything since, you know. Uh, so to be part of that from its inception, um, there was a couple of diary clashes, so I couldn't make the Munich major, uh, but I was back for the Saudi stuff. In terms of what my experience with it is, it's, yeah, I just got, I've just continued to be, trying to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. If I'm comfortable, it means I'm not moving. And um, so there's a quite, obviously says, you know, you've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So, you know, there's so much that that encompasses. I've got to get it right first time. I have to ask the right questions. I have to yeah. approach the driver at the right time, sort of speak to them in a manner that is going to allow them to get what we want. But also you have to build relationships with them. Like when they're in their darkest moment when they've just crashed. And then you, it's your job to go up and speak to them. Yeah, so you want that trust, you know, and, and they're humans and they're racing for loads and loads of money. So I don't know how that feels. So I have to try and be as empathetic as possible. Um, but it's a fantastic experience. Again, something that uh, future-proofs what? this this new career of mine this new life of mine um so that it's not all about going back to what we were saying before about clicks and donations and and things like that because you can't guarantee them and and i shouldn't you know i shouldn't bank on that because the climate of the world is you know you can't expect people to give their hard-earned money just for for something that's true the roi is not there i always say you know i'm just playing a game and giving you something to watch in the background you don't need to be as insanely generous as everybody is in, in the community that I'm lucky to be a part of. It's not my community, yeah. it's I'm lucky to be part of them, really is how I feel. Well, well speaking of community, like, how do you find, uh, do you have like a, I must, you must have a subset of loyal fans that were, want to hear you, there might be some new people that come in and ask some questions, are they helping people out for you? Yeah, yeah, there's, 
they kind of set a culture really yeah. um, I just started off by you know not swearing and trying to be level headed um, and it's just championed that culture and so we, we don't really get the whole trolls or anything you know get a real job or anything we don't really get that in, in, in the streams because they see the culture being set and how positive it is and I try and I try and create like a little positive corner right. of YouTube um, because there's enough rubbish going on in the world that you last thing you need is to switch on something to to ideally take you away from that and then you get more negativity so I, I you know I really try and keep it positive keep it light I want it to be family friendly people watch with their kids they're you know yeah. they're the grand the community is basically people who love Gran Turismo as much as us you know we started a Gran Turismo one together people now have kids like I do so that's how people relate to me a little bit as well um so yeah just try and keep it appropriate and and they they reciprocate and it's great to be honest to see the same people every single day monday to friday and it's really heartwarming to be honest i see it when you if you start a stream and there's someone you recognize you call them out as well like, oh again yeah good to see you again and you know their usernames or handles uh, that must feel incredibly satisfying to have fostered that environment i'm going to take a complete u-turn in conversation yeah. now and i asked you a complete curveball so i know that you drive an electric road car is it your first ev yes yeah, so I also have, well, me and my partner have one as well. Uh, ups and downs. What, what, what do you think the experience is so far? So I have an electric car that isn't really a, doesn't look like an electric car. So it's a yeah. BMW iX3. I previously had the X3. Uh, what we liked about it was that it was just looks like a normal car. It doesn't look like one of these, you know, e-tron things with all these amazing mm -hmm. gadgets and it doesn't bong when you return when you reverse and all this like a like a lorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, mind does. so yeah so we kind of like warmed up to it if you like um the only the only thing that people would really under like guess that it's an electric car is because we've got the little green bit in the uh um, red plate. in the number plate um so really it's quite a quite a soft transition um i love the instant talk of it to be honest, I, I don't worry about the sound because I've never had a car that... Yeah. I Well, I'll, the reason I'm asking you about it is, I suppose, that uh, you race all these GT3 cars in ACC in Gran Turismo 7. I suppose you might get your kicks out of that. And then you've got the forward-looking, uh, pragmatic electric BMW, right? There's quite the contrast. But I suppose you've not gone out there, basically, and um, bought a used Porsche. Yeah, I would... Um, so the, for me, the the dream would be as a as a father or two, I've got this this thing of having an Audi RS6 uh, okay. with an Akrapovic exhaust on it. Right. So the loudest, most amazing. But I think I'm going to run out of time before they go electric. Right. Um, which is which is a shame. I, I'm not into doing things sort of like halfway. So I'm either going to get I'm not going to get a car that kind of sounds good. Yeah, yeah. No car to me sounds good apart from. The ones that I like, the ones that the the, deriv the derivatives of the GT3s that we see. Yeah. So I'm not going to go sort of like a little bit of it. Yeah. Because you know, it would just disappoint me. Even such things like BMW M4s and that they're just going away from like the new Mercedes is now like they're too. They're, they're, and it, it it pains me. I hope yeah. I hope synthetic fuels uh, yeah. come around yeah. quick uh, because it it really does trouble me that I feel that I won't get to get the car that i want before it's too late yeah but it's weird it's my level it's a, it's an indicator of success it's probably ridiculous but for me having the car of yeah, yeah. that i want is something that's really important but um yeah. things other things come first like nursery fees and school <laughs> uh, i want to end this with discussion about the current games that you play on your channel two main ones a set of course competition yeah. and Grand so uh, firstly anything in a set of course competition you would like to see or 
what you would hope Assetto 2 might be next year? Uh, Big question there. ACC is a great... I almost use the word gain there. I'll get caned for that. Yeah, Sim. It's a simulation platform. Uh, I would like to see a better online system in turn in, in yeah, the game. Yeah. I think LFM do a fa- low fuel motorsport have done a fantastic job, but they shouldn't exist. If yeah. you know, I'm glad they do because otherwise I wouldn't be playing ACC. But had it been, you know, had that area have gotten the attention it deserves, then it should have the online matchmaking. Um, so I think you know ACC is a great game. The only the biggest issue I've got is that it's on PC and PC gaming is really difficult. And lots yeah. of things go wrong. Yeah. Oh, you, no, but that's part of the fun. You're supposed to spend an hour setting up your settings and your drivers and your blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's not when you... Well, well, well yeah, there's... Um, because then it comes a, a tech yeah. fixing stream. Um, but no, honestly, they have got it nailed. Uh, like, for someone who plays it in the way I do, I'm not an esports level guy. I think it's great. Really. And uh, just uh, to find, finish off, you know, what are your overall opinions on Gran Turismo 7 so far? And could there be some improvements that you would like in there or just enjoy it as is? Yeah, the, the platform is perfect, if I'm honest. It, yeah. it is perfect. What I what I struggle with is the utilisation of the things that we were promised at in the showcase, you know, like the dynamic weather. We see it on occasion, but not enough. Uh, we see day-night day, transition, but we don't see it enough. The grids are too small for this day and age, I think. You mm-hmm. know, we really need 24 at least cars, 30 cars. Uh, it would be great. Um, time trial. Sorry, I'm going on a little bit, but you know, I, I live and breathe this game, so I, you know, yeah, yeah. it's all like constructive stuff. Yes. Like time trial, I, quality is such a huge part of racing for me. Qualification, you know, and it's so many emotions and anything can go wrong. But when you do a time trial, you, you know who you're going to face yeah, yeah. every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are the things that I would change. I mean, I'm okay with with the older cars because they look beautiful. If they sorted all those other bits out, okay, right, 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 that would be the priority for me. Yeah, because um, as we saw in the um, manufacturer's final, yes, what a race that was! Longer, it had rain, it was fantastic. Yeah, amazing. Isn't it? And it's a shame that we don't see it in dailies enough. Right, so it's like take what's in these big tentpole showdown esports World Series events and have a bit more of that integrated into the game itself. Yeah, I'm with you, that would be amazing. Well, we must dash. Because we've got one of the most important races of your life coming up. We've got the Pro-Am race with some uh, World Series drivers. And uh, me, I'll be doing my best to avoid crashing into you on the first lap. Please do. And then I'll let you let you to it. Okay, but that's it, Rory. All the best of the future. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you. How nice is Rory in real life? Really appreciate his time. Thank you very much, Rory. Hope to see you again very soon at some future Gran Turismo events, maybe. I hope you found that as insightful as I did. Thank you very much for your support and listening. I I see it. It means a lot. If you'd like to hear more interviews like this of content creators, journalists, video game developers, or sim racing drivers, then please simply hit the follow or subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or your favorite podcast app. Leave a review or a rating. That helps out the show, which means we can have more episodes like this in the future if more of you do that so really would appreciate that thank you very much it doesn't cost anything just takes a couple of minutes anyway be sure to follow or subscribe to rory on youtube and social media i mean he's got enough followers anyway you know not not that we're jealous but we'll, we'll put links in the episode description to those as well but for now keep it pinned